everyone, and welcome back to the Ms. Disney Grams podcast. I'm your host, Sarah, and today I'm going to be discussing everything that I tried at the 2017 Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. So as I mentioned in my preview podcast for the Food and Wine Festival this year, um, I was going to be there for the first few days of, of the festival, which is really exciting because in years past, I've only been there at the very tail end. And so I thought it might be a little bit of a different experience to be among the first people to try things. Maybe things would be a little fresher, more things would be available, that kind of thing. So it was a lot of fun to go the first few days, but it was so hot all the times that I was in the World Showcase. And if you've ever been there when it's warm, you know it's just a really hot place to be. So um, it was tough, especially the first day. I got there right around uh, when the park opened uh, or when the World Showcase opened around 11 o'clock. And it just felt like more and more people were just leaving. And by the time I made it like halfway around the World Showcase, it was pretty empty because it was just so warm. Um, And I heard a lot of people complaining about the heat. So that's definitely something to keep in mind if you're coming towards the beginning of the festival. And I feel like the weather also prohibited me from trying some things because, you know, there are a lot of hot dishes and things that I might have wanted to try in cooler weather. But just because it was so warm, I wanted a lot of things that were cool and refreshing. So that may have impacted some of the things I tried. And I also tried not to drink too much alcohol because um, I wanted to stay hydrated in the heat. Um, So... I wanted to do kind of like a top list of the things I tried, but since I did try um, just different things here and there, I figured I'd just quickly go over everything I tried at this year's festival. So as I mentioned in my preview podcast, one of the first things I like to do when I get to the Epcot festivals is pick up a passport so that I can reference the different things I want to try. I also usually have a list on my phone that I've generated in advance so I can sort of check things off and see what order they appear. Um, around Epcot so that I can kind of come up with a plan of what order I want to eat things in and that sort of thing. But just for the purpose of this podcast, I'm referencing DisneyFoodBlog.com and their list of the menus is in alphabetical order. So that's the way I'm going to be going through today's podcast. So um, starting with A, I went to the Active Eats booth, which is a new booth this year. It's sort of in the area between the World Showcase and Future World. And I was really excited to go to this booth because there's a dish here that I've had in years past that's been my favorite dish both last year and the year before. Um, It was previously at the Patagonia booth, which was really interesting that they moved it to Active Eats. Um, But I was really excited to see that it was back. At first I thought it wasn't when I checked the Patagonia menu and I was super disappointed. But the roasted verlasso salmon with quinoa salad and arugula chimichurri, which is a gluten-free dish, uh, was available again at Active Eats and it was absolutely delicious. It was super fresh. I got it on the very first day. The chimichurri, as always, was super enjoyable. The salmon was great. The quinoa is great. I just think it's a really nice mix um, of ingredients and it's just, again, one of my favorite dishes at the festival. Next up on the list is the Brewers Collection booth, which is sort of near Germany, and it's mostly just beers at this booth. There are, um, I think there's one item that you can eat, which is the gingerbread heart, and I think they also have that at the Germany booth, but there I just got a beer, and I wanted to try the Schohofer um, Hefeweizen Pomegranate Beer, and that's the same brand that makes the grapefruit beer that you can get all year round um, at the little booth in the Germany pavilion. It's so delicious and refreshing. So I was excited to see that they had a different flavor from the same brand and the pomegranate beer was really, really good. But um, I think overall, I still prefer the grapefruit beer, but this one was a lot of fun to try. 
I tried another new item at the Coastal Eats booth, which was the seared scallops with roasted corn and butter bean succotash and chili chipotle butter sauce. Um, it was $6 and it was a really, really delicious dish. The scallops were really fresh and I liked the combination of the roasted corn, um, the succotash and the butter sauce. It was a really nice flavor profile and uh, if you like scallops and if you like seafood, I think that's a nice dish to try. And that was one of the two scallop dishes I actually had back-to-back -back, and I think I preferred this one overall but I'll touch on the next one when I get to that the next booth that I tried is the craft beers which is actually more of just like a large indoor area it's in the building that has sort of the Epcot um, 35 decor and um, art and photos and a slideshow and everything about that relating to the 35th anniversary which is coming up this week um, but there I actually didn't get a beer because again I wasn't trying to have too much alcohol on that first day so instead I tried the Bright Horizons which was literally just a cup of Sprite with multi-flavored boba balls inside um, and for $4.50 it's a little bit ridiculous that you're paying that for a cup of Sprite but it did come in um, this really cool little light up cup which was a nice souvenir it wasn't too um, big or bulky to carry around it was just a plastic cup and you can turn the the glow light on and off so that was kind of a fun souvenir um, but obviously the sprite was just sprite <laughs> so that was a fun thing to get but I went over there because I really did want to try the orange cotton candy which was lime and orange cotton candy but both times I went there um, they didn't have it in yet so maybe that's one of the downsides of going right at the beginning some things might not be in yet so I didn't get to try that so if you did get to try the cotton candy let me know what you thought because I love cotton candy so I was super bummed that they didn't have that in when I went over and then jumping over to the other side of the world showcase um, the France pavilion I wanted to make a point to come here sort of early on in my trip because usually by the time I get to France I'm too full to try anything during the festivals which is okay because I don't want to make it a priority because France is there all year round um, but this year I tried the creme brulee uh, with house-made raspberry jam and it was really really good um, it was a really nice creme brulee it's pretty small um, easy to have as just one person and the flavor was really good the raspberry paired really well just tasted super fresh so that was really nice to have um, as a treat in the middle of the day and then I also got the um, La Passion Martini Slush, which is vodka, Grey Goose, Le Citron, cranberry, and passion fruit juice. Um, it was really good. It was definitely a strong drink. I got a lot of questions about it as I was walking around. That's always a big hit, so um, that's always a fun drink to get over in France. And um, the creme brulee was a nice surprise as well. And then skipping back over to um, the entrance to World Showcase over by Future World, the Hawaii booth. Um, I've tried some things there in the past. I know I've had the pork slider a couple times and I haven't been that impressed with it so I decided to pass on that this year. Um, so I got the passion fruit cheesecake with toasted macadamia nuts which I'm pretty sure it was a new addition to the booth and that was really really good. I obviously didn't have it back to back with the creme brulee from France um, but it was also a very good dessert. Um, I really enjoyed that. The macadamia nuts were really cool. Um, and the cheesecake overall was just um, a really nice flavor. I thought the passion fruit flavor really came out in it, so that was nice. And of course I also got the pineapple sparkling wine, which is something that I make a point to get every year at the festival because that is one of my favorite drinks. I also tried a couple things at the India booth. Um, I was really excited to see that. I love Indian food, so it was nice to see that has made a return after several years of not being a part of the food and wine festival. 
Um, so the two things I tried in India were the korma chicken with cucumber, tomato salad, almonds, cashews, and warm naan bread. And I chose that dish because it kind of had a little bit of everything. Um, it had the chicken, the cucumber, tomato salad, and then I think there's also a separate naan dish that you can get with some sauces. Um, but since I didn't want to get both, I thought this would be a nice um, taste of everything. Um, and I really, really enjoyed the dish. Um, it was a tiny bit spicy. Um, I don't know. I'm a little bit sensitive to spice though, so maybe most people wouldn't find it annoying. But um, the cucumber tomato salad, I thought, paired really well with that. It helps cool it down. And the naan bread was really nice to eat with the salad and the sauce from the korma chicken. So that was really delicious. And um, to drink, I got mango lassi, which is one of my favorite drinks when I go get Indian food. It's a non-alcoholic drink. Um, it's kind of like a thick, almost smoothie-like um, mango drink, and it's really delicious. So I really enjoyed both of those. Highly recommend. And then I tried a new item over in the Japan Pavilion, which was the Salmon BLT Sushi Roll. I just thought it sounded really interesting, um, and it literally was like a Salmon BLT Sushi Roll. Um, I didn't know really what to expect, but it tasted really good. Even like I don't know if I'd ever think about having bacon and tomatoes with sushi, but um, it worked well. It was a little bit on the expensive side. It was $7.95, but it's basically like a huge piece of sushi so it's a little tough to eat because it's kind of big um, but I thought the flavors were interesting and good and definitely worth trying if you like BLTs and sushi I guess. Then this year I also tried the Mexico Pavilion which I haven't done in food and wine festivals in the past just because Mexico is always there and I feel like I can get Mexican food anywhere but I don't know I just felt like trying something there this year so I got the tequila excuse me, the tequila chipotle shrimp, which was served on a black bean hiracha garnished with red and green cabbage, queso fresco, and crema mexicana, and I thought it was really good. Everything tasted really fresh. Um, I thought that all the components were really good. The shrimp had a really nice flavor to them. Um, it wasn't too spicy, and um, I liked the black bean hiracha. I thought that was really good. It was nice and warm and soft, so I really enjoyed that dish. Then over in Morocco, I was really excited to get the spicy hummus fries again because last year those were one of my absolute favorites and um, I was really excited to see that they were back on the menu. They're served with cu cucumber, tomato, onions in a tzatziki sauce and it's a $5 dish. And I was a little bit surprised when I got it this year. It still tasted really good, but the portion felt like it was like half the size that it was last year, so it was a little disappointing. The hummus fries themselves were smaller, like they're like stubbier than last year. They weren't as long. They still tasted good, but for $5, I felt like they were being a little stingy with the portion. So something to keep in mind if it's something you wanted to try. Um, I don't know, it was still good, but just getting it, I was like, did you forget to put half of it on here? So um, I don't know what happened with that, but still tastes good. And then circling back to the second scallop dish that I tried um, on I think the second or third day that I was at the Food and Wine Festival, it was at the Wine and Dine Studio. And it was the seared scallops with truffled celery root puree, Brussels sprouts, and wild mushrooms. Um, and it says featuring Melissa's produce. So, okay, whoever Melissa is. Um, I thought this one was good as well. I kind of knew I wasn't going to like this one as much as the one from Coastal Eats uh, just because I'm not too big on Brussels sprouts and mushrooms, but um, I thought the celery root puree was very interesting and tasty. Um, and if you like sprouts and wild mushrooms, I think you'd enjoy it a little bit more. Um, for me, it was still good. The scallops themselves were delicious, um, but uh, for $5.75, I don't know if I would get it again just because I didn't like a couple of the elements, but still a good dish. 
So that is everything. I think I hit on everything that I tried at the 2017 Epcot International Food and Wine Festival this year. I just quickly wanted to give some honorable mention shout outs to the dishes that I've tried in past years that I've enjoyed but I didn't have a chance to get again this year. Um, so those would be in Australia, the grilled sweet and spicy bushberry shrimp and the grilled lamb t-bone with mint pesto and potato crunchies. I thought think those are both really delicious dishes. I don't know if they're the same this year, so take that with a grain of salt. But again, just because it was so warm and those are both kind of um, hot, heavy dishes, um, I didn't feel like getting them this year. So uh, maybe if I go back before the end of the Food and Wine Festival, I'll try them. But um, in years past, I have enjoyed them. And then over in Belgium, um, I know it's kind of basic, but just getting the Belgian waffle with berry compote and whipped cream is really good. I've enjoyed that in years past, but since I was trying um, like the France uh, creme brulee and things like that this year, I passed on the Belgian waffle, uh, but that's a good one. Again, don't know if it's the same this year, but they have had the same dish on the menu in years past and I've enjoyed it. And then in Brazil, the crispy pork belly with black beans, tomato, and onions has been super hit or miss for me, but I think it's kind of a staple of their booth. And the first year I got it, it was like the last day of the festival and the pork belly was like really tough and just seemed like overcooked and I didn't really enjoy it that much. It was a little better last year, but I know it's a dish that a lot of people talk about. Um, I didn't try it again this year, but it's something I think like the flavors could be good if it's cooked properly, but it just hasn't been a hit for me in the past. And then um, I also just quickly wanted to mention that if you are a pass holder, make sure you go over to the, um, the festival center to pick up your pin. And um, I know this is kind of an unpopular opinion because last year they had the pass holder glasses that you could pick up after three visits to the Food and Wine Festival or just three visits to Epcot during the Food and Wine Festival. But for a couple of reasons, I kind of like the pins better, even though they are obviously a little bit cheaper. Um, one is just you get to wear it around all the time. So I got a lot of questions about mine and, you know, people pointing at it and asking me where I got it and things like that. So it was just something fun to wear around during the festival. So I thought that was nice. And then also there are three different pins that you can collect if you come over different months. So I think there was a different one for September, October and November. Um, so there's slightly different ones. So I got the one in September since I was there in the beginning and it has Remy with like a cheese Eiffel Tower on it, which is really cute. So I like that I could get it on my first day. Also, I didn't have to come back three times. As someone who's not a local, it was a little tough to make sure I got there three times during my trip to, in order to pick up my glass last year. And then again, since I wasn't there, um, at the beginning of the festival, I came for the last days. By the time I got there to pick it up at the end of my three days, they had run out. So I just kind of got like a mug that, you know, they didn't want to sell anymore. It was like an Alice in Wonderland theme mug. So it wasn't even the pass holder glass. So I was just excited to get something that was actual pass holder merchandise this year. I know that people like the tumbler from last year, but that's just my opinion on that. And then one other quick point is I, this is something I didn't realize when I first went to the festival, but several of the new booths that are in sort of that future world area. So things like Active Eats, they had special little pins that they were giving out to pass holders if you purchase something at that booth. And I didn't realize that um, a cast member told me like the third or fourth booth I went to. So I only got ended up getting one. And um, they're cute little uh, pins that just say AP on them in different colors. So if you're in that area, be sure to let them know you're a pass holder when you're buying something and you'll get those little pins. So um, that's also something to keep in mind. And then also I just wanted to mention, I did wanna try a few things from the Flavors from Fire booth, which is over in that sort of future world section. It's um, sort of right next to the Figment topiary that's over there, which is really cute also. But when I was in that area and I was trying like the, um, 
the active eats and the coastal eats those um those kind of booths i went over to flavor some fire and there was just like humongous line even though it was early on in the day and it looked like they only had one cashier open so i didn't feel like waiting in the line for that so i do kind of regret not trying anything from flavors from fire i feel like that's one of the popular booths this year but that's something i actually look at when i'm going to booth about whether i want to wait in the line then or come back later is i look at how long the line is and then i also look to see how many cashiers are open because oftentimes it's a long line but there are several cashiers open so the line moves pretty quickly but in that case at flavors from fire there was only one open and it was a super long line so i didn't feel like waiting um, so that's just another tip to keep in mind as you're walking around the festival. So yeah, that wraps up everything that I tried at the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival in 2017. I hope this was helpful if you're still planning your trip or deciding what you want to eat this year. Um, there are a lot of great choices, obviously a lot of booths that I didn't even get to try, uh, but I was overall very happy with the things that I did try. There was a lot of old favorites and new favorites, so lots of things to enjoy, and I hope that you enjoyed this podcast and have a great time during your upcoming Food and Wine Festival trip. Please be sure to follow me on Instagram at Ms. Disneygrams. I post pictures every day from Walt Disney World. And uh, please subscribe to the Ms. Disneygrams podcast in Apple Podcast or on SoundCloud. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.